Great to be with everybody. Great to be with this ministry and uh, no name. And great to be with Adam and uh, and uh, Dawn and the whole bunch of you guys. And uh, God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. God is good. And uh, I've just been in the United States for a little bit. And God has been out and doing some great things uh, with between South Africa and America. We also in South Africa have launched an initiative in the last couple months that has already reached over 3 million people for prayer, and it's exciting to see a prayer movement take place. We are also talking about launching it in the United States. I was just at the Global Prayer Alliance, and we're talking about launching Pray for USA, and uh, praise God, because we don't put our trust in a government. You know, you don't, we don't put our trust in a president. We don't put our trust in God. I think the enemy is really trying to polarize people and divide people. And we are one in Christ. Come on. I'm glad I come out of a nation that is multicultural and very dynamic. And uh, we, we have uh, seen that God has used prayer to break down the walls of division. The greatest enemy by plan, the greatest strategy against the enemy is if my people will pray, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Come on, somebody. Uh, God is not a color. Amen. God is spirit. You know, God is spirit. God is spirit. Our nature, our identity is in Christ. Come on, somebody. I think we've got a lot of issues with identities today. Who am I? What am I? You know, our identity is not in our color. In fact, my identity is not necessarily even in my gender. I am in Christ. Come on, somebody. My identity is in Christ. And when I'm in Christ, I take on his nature and he reflects himself through who I am. Come on, somebody. Could I get an amen there? And so when God looked at, uh, at David, he, didn't, he bypassed many people to find one man who had a heart after him. So God's looking for people in America that have a heart after him. And if you have a heart after the Lord, he'll find you. He'll find you. And he didn't see what he looked like on the outside. Because it said there, God doesn't look on the outside. God looks at the heart. I believe there's people in America crying out for God to move in this nation. Hallelujah. And he may allow things to go all over the place till we wake up and say, don't put your confidence in a political party. Don't put your confidence in a man. Put your confidence in God because only I'm going to do it for you if you humble yourself and pray. Come on, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. So we just did an event right now. I was away and I had one of our representatives who was there. I, I won't be able to show the video here, but we had over 30,000 people there uh, and uh, God really moved. Uh, that's what's awesome about when God does something. It, you don't even have to be there. You can have your representatives there. Isn't that awesome? And uh, so we had one of our representatives there, over 30,000 people doing it and uh, getting together and just talking about praying for South Africa. So that's exciting what God is doing in Cape Town. So I'm glad to be with Adam. And I know Adam is connected, not disconnected. And he's united with what we're doing. And we're going to do it in the USA too, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And um, the time will come. God gave a word to me, in fact, in uh, two, 1997. said, you'll take the fire from South Africa. And I never understood it at the time. And, he, and I was living in the United States. And then God sent me back to South Africa. 
And I didn't understand why he sent me back to South Africa because I was, you know, happy in the United States. Africa's great, but America's just a little bit more convenient. You know, in, in Africa, you may go on some roads and have some potholes. And, you know, there's a whole lot. It's a whole nother, you know, it's great, but it's also got its, uh, you know, some days you don't have electricity. Some days your water doesn't work. You know, we have those issues there sometimes. Okay, you guys are just looking at me. But... Um, so we, we learn how to survive there. So it's, 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 it's got its, you know, it's got, it's got its dynamics. Amen. If you, if you at the restaurant and you order, uh, you know, you order your cup of, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not good, but you may order your meal and wait three hours. Come on somebody. Cause it's called Africa time. <laughs> Africa has its time. So you learn to flow with the, what's going on in Africa, you know, but so those are the things you, 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 you have to get used to. Most guys, when they come to work on Monday, it's not to work. It's to show up. But Tuesday, they start to work. <laughs> Wednesday, you get a full day's work. Thursday, you get a half day's work. And Friday, they, they show up to work again. You know, that's Africa. Come on, somebody. <laughs> um, We're we generalizing here, but I mean, that's, that's a lot of the, you know, what happens in Africa. But praise God. Hallelujah. But it works. Amen. So, uh, hallelujah. God said, you know, we're going to start the fire. And I really believe this prayer move is a fire that's starting. That is going to sweep the nations. That I believe is going to sweep through this nation of America as well. God's going to do it. But I believe right now things are busy breaking down because God is dealing with folks that have put their confidence in man. Okay, maybe I hit a nerve there. But I think we don't put our confidence in a man. We put our confidence in God. Hallelujah. We're not Democrat and we're not Republican. We represent the kingdom of heaven. You know, and right now if you say Democrat, I can already feel the tension now, you know. If I say I'm Democrat, if I... <laughs> I'm not Democrat, I'm not Republican. I'm kingdom. I represent another kingdom. Come on, somebody. Democrats don't have the answer. Neither do the Republicans have the answer. We have the answer. And it's about time we start realizing we have the answer and rise up in the spirit and the power of prayer. Come on. The, the president sought Daniel because he had prayer. They sought Joseph because he was a man of prayer. When the church becomes a prayer force. We're going to have an answer for refugees. We're going to have a an answer for poverty. Come on, somebody. Don't you believe that? Because when God changes the hearts of people, politicians cannot change the hearts of people. In fact, they use the, the differences, and they, they use the differences to divide us. I'm not being political now, please. I'm just saying, Jesus unites us in love. So a prayer movement will unite us behind a common cause. And then we see each other by the Spirit. We don't see each other. When you get into the flesh and you get into the politics, you're going to see one another in your culture. The kingdom is a culture. There is no other culture. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. The kingdom is not about if you like fried chicken or, 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 you know, or chili dogs or something, you know. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Let's go into the book of uh, Matthew chapter 3. I want to just teach something to you this morning. Great again to be with Adam and all you beautiful folks. And uh, 
Matthew chapter 3, I, I will, I've got a few little things I want to share. Jesus, the Bible said in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, for, it, 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 for this is he who was spoken by the prophets, Isaiah, when he said, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord and make his pathway straight. Father, I thank you for the word this morning and that the hearts of the people are open and that you will teach them and reveal to them and that, they, that each one here is valuable and precious and has a great and mighty purpose in the Lord. And that if some of the things that are spoken today feels like it's going over them or above them, that their spirit can understand it. That it goes into their spirit as life and it goes into their spirit and is digested by the spirit to one day becoming a reality in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So today I want to deal with the idols of I and I want to deal with the idols of of self motivation versus God's purposes. Remember, John the Baptist came to bring in the kingdom, which is a it's not a nationality. The world is heading towards globalism, and you've got to understand globalism is the and I don't want to use the enemy, but I would call it the old nature, human humanism's approach of setting up like the Tower of Babel, its kingdom outside of the kingdom, and it's a its purpose and intent is good, but it's not gonna it's not gonna work because the Bible said it's not gonna work. The Bible said they're gonna try and do that, but it's not gonna work. So Jesus already set up a kingdom, Amen, which is outside globalism, but it's a spirit kingdom. So John the Baptist came and said, listen, if you want to enter into that kingdom, the first thing you've got to do is repent. The repent repentance means to turn and to face. God. Stop turning away from God in rebellion and face God and become, which means that in that becoming part, there is a letting go of, of self. The kingdom of God is about denying the self-life or identity. So I may be born in an identity, but that's not my identity. And, and again, when you die, that identity is your program. So the spirit is the true you. I'm trying to say it in a nice way. And meaning that all my memories, all, you know, memories are programmed into DNA. I was actually just interestingly watching this young kid was about two years old, was from South America. And I saw this two-year-old, they're playing this South American sort of like dancing kind of music. And I'm like, that's amazing. Because that's, in his DNA. That kid doesn't even, nobody taught that kid how to dance like that. And it's doing all these weird South American moves. And I, I would not see some Scandinavian doing moves like that. <laughs> but you know, and, and, and that's, that's, that's in the DNA. So there's a lot of things that you do that's in your DNA. But the Lord said through John the Baptist, he said, I want to change what's in your DNA, your programming. By my spirit. So you may have a predisposition to something. Like the Bible said, train up a child in the way that he would go. That literally means change it's what it's bent towards. 
and bend it towards me. So repentance means I'm taking that child and I'm going to train it the way that it should go because I've got to step into generational anointings. I've got to set my kids up and I'm going to reverse the curses that have been handed down to me. And I'm not going to believe the lie that the devil tells me what I am. I'm who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do, which will require then a repentance, which is not, you know, some like, I feel so bad. I feel so guilty. I'm, I'm just a terrible person. It's just saying, God, by faith, I turn around and yes, I don't like who I am. But that is not who I am. I embrace who you are. I am who God says I am. That repentance is, I will turn the heart of the fathers to the sons. Okay, so son, just like you're a bride, so you're also a son. Your spirit is a son. Meaning that it's, it, gender has different reflections. Like a father and a son, in the, in the natural that father, son, it's an image. Your son is the image. You've got to bear the image of your father. So I'm restoring and I'm returning to the image of who I am. God created Adam, which was an image. Remember in the kingdom of heaven, understanding that we're living in a gender-based world, but in the kingdom of heaven, gender reflects an agenda. Man is authority. God gave him authority. He created a helpmeet, but they are one. They were originally Adam Kha. They were one. So it's a gender. So the enemy is trying to mess everything up and he's confusing purposes. Amen. Hallelujah. That means that one is not less than the other, but they have a purpose to fulfill and they reflect God each individually. Hallelujah. So he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Because I want to represent my culture. If you're coming into this church today, Pastor Adam is here to bring in not an American culture. And I think more today than any other time, we can understand that globalism, you know, there's a fight between nationalism and globalism, and globalism wants to move in. But there's another realm, and that's called the kingdom of heaven. And, and as the church, we are a sleeping giant because we're so immersed in our culture. You know, I mean, Poughkeepsie's got a culture. I don't know what it is, but I don't know the Poughkeepsie culture, but it's, I'm sure it's got a culture. It's got its own culture, and that's all good. I mean, you, 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 our different families have their own cultures. You know, if you start having two families living together, you're going to find different cultures. Abraham and Lot are different cultures. So there is that realm. There are the different tribes, but we still have a kingdom ethos and culture which we must embrace, and that calls us to die to the eye. The eye, Okay. So that's important. Understand that. So he said, I'm coming to bring in a culture. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And for this is who is spoken by the prophets, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. I'm going to prepare the way of the Lord. I'm going to prepare the highway of the Lord. God wants us to move on that highway. God wants us to have access to identity, which is in him to experience him in all his glory. Amen. Now, the Bible said in Daniel chapter 11:32. I want you, do you have the Amplified Bible on there or not? Just put on Daniel 11.32 out of the Amplified Bible, if you would, please. Praise God. I'll, I'll go there in my Bible, but I don't have an Amplified. It just says this, And such as violate the covenant, he shall pervert and seduce with flatteries. 
This is where we are right now. This is the spirit of this world, okay? And such as violate the covenant, he shall pervert and seduce with flatteries, okay? And the flatteries are, you know, the lies, um, the lies. We, we, are, we are an antenna, if I can say it that way. We have a mind, but if you think of your mind, your mind is like an antenna. Your DNA is like an antenna. So you, you're receiving and sending signals, and your voice communicates that, all right? Uh, I think you're more than just your, I believe you're much more than just your mind. Your, your spirit, and so your soul is that middle realm. And either you're going to connect to what the spirit is saying, or you're going to connect to what the world is saying. So, such as violate the covenant, he, who is he? That's a, the Antichrist beastly spirit that is working through the system. He shall pervert and seduce with flatteries. So there's a, there's a people that will be seduced because they love lies. The Bible said they love the lie. Not everybody loves the lie, but there's people that love the lies and they'll believe that reality. The Bible said don't be, you know, don't be ignorant of the enemy's devices in 2 Corinthians. That devices is the word nomada. It means mind games or virtual realities. So we, you know, we, 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 we're not in a matrix, but in, in some sense, we're in, a, we, we're in a system that we are called to overcome because greater is he that's in us than he that is in this system, this cosmos, this world. Greater is he that's in us. That's the reality above all the realities. That means my spirit through, this, through the Holy Spirit connects me to the place that is called above. It's above this reality that wants to flatter me. It wants to seduce me. It wants to pervert and violate the covenant of God and seduce me out of God's intent for my life. Okay, so Jeremiah chapter 1, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. Okay, so that means I knew you means I know you. You're part of me. What does that mean? God has a thought. See, God the Father is the mind of the Father. Is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the power. Like my blood has power. My blood keeps me alive. The Holy Spirit is the power of God. The, the, the Son is the soul. It's the emotions of the Father. The mind. God the Father. I'm just explaining in typologies. God the Father is the thought. In, in, in a way. I'm just explaining to you in a way. So God thinks, before I, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you, which means you were in my thoughts. Jesus is the word of the Father. I spoke you. I spoke you. Then I breathed you. Spirit. All right. So, you know, whatever you're born in, wherever you are born, that's not your lot in life. That's your, that's your, if I can say, you're going to overcome that thing. Now, today, many folks are angry because of what they have in life, and there's a lot of blaming going on. Um, my wife was, you know, a lot of her family lost everything in the Holocaust, and uh, they, many of them died, and they came with nothing. And, you know, they just said, listen, we're not going to blame anybody we're going to get up and we're going to make, our, make a life for ourselves. Now, they didn't have Jesus. All I'm saying is if you have purpose and you know who you are in Christ, no matter what obstacles you have, 
I always sing to myself, there's always somebody in a worse condition than I, than I am. But God knew me and God gave me the grace in what I'm in and through what I'm in to overcome what I'm going through. And I'm not going to sit and blame, you know, not having a dad or growing up in an orphanage or being abused. That's not God that, made, that abused you. That's the system. It's a fallen system. But what he knew is he, what he put inside of you is greater than what's outside of you. He knew that the real you would overcome the old you. And I think we look in the mirror too much. We look, need to look beyond the mirror and let the mirror shine back and see Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Daniel 11.32, he said, And he shall pervert and seduce many with flatteries, again, because th what they want, they desire. The, 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 the tree of knowledge and of good and evil is the tree of desire. It's the desire. It's what I want. It's, it's desire. I want. I desire. But the tree of life is I, I am. There's desire and then there's I am. I am in him and he is in me. I am in the I am. I am the tree of life. The tree of fire revealed himself, revealed to Moses was full of life, full of glory, full of purpose, full of intent. And that's the fire of God that God wants to put on the inside of each one of us to liberate us from the desire. The desire of the flesh, which is the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. And therefore I am in him and he is in me, so I don't have to think, or I don't have to push, I am in him. Amen? So it's very important to understand this, that the flatteries, and many of us may have fallen by the flatteries, by desire. That was what, what happened with Eve. She desired, what she desired was actually the temptation. And it's what she partook of, and she became partnered with that, and that became a nature that was birthed, which we live with today, which we deal with our desires. That's why Jesus came on the cross, because he destroyed desire. But he said, likewise, take up your cross. Can I get an amen? And follow me, which there's no exception to each one of us. That's why I say to folks, you know what? When, you, when they saw Jesus, in Isaiah 53, it said it, there was nothing beautiful about him. There was nothing good looking about him. There was nothing to boast home about about him. He just was ugly. He looked terrible, and he was unrecognizable. That, that is to break down identity again. We do not know him after the flesh. He's not, you know, he was not Jewish there. Can I, come on. He was not any, he was not Chinese there. He was flesh there. And what he was saying is that there's nothing in the flesh that is good. In fact, God didn't even look at him. There's no good flesh. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible said this. Can I go to verse 33? I think it's verse 33. Just, just go back quickly. He says... But the people who know their God, this is the key now. I know who I am in him, and I know who he is in me. I know God. This is, the, this is a season for a, a prayer army to rise up that knows God, that is not moved by politics and by the media, but they're moved by God. 
They move by what God says they're called to do. And he said, one can put a thousand, two can put 10,000 to flight. He said, I'm not so concerned about how many numbers are there. The Lord said to Elisha's servant through Elisha, he said, listen, I want to tell you, servant, that there are more for us than are against us. And God began to open his spiritual eyes and he began to see hordes of people around him, that angels were around him, people were with him in the spirit world. And what the Lord is saying is, listen, if we can get into agreement between heaven and earth. See, God couldn't get agreement in the earth, so he sent his son who was in agreement with his word. So he's looking for people that will say, yes, I know what God said. doesn't matter what my circumstances say. doesn't matter what my body says. doesn't matter what politics is saying. I know God is true and the devil is a liar. I reject the lies of the enemy. I repent and I believe God and I'm going to see a turnaround. See, so what God is looking for in this time is a people that will hear his voice, obey his voice, act on his command, and see the results and turn their situation, their town, their cities. And that's what prayer is. Prayer is not just saying, you know, praying in the Holy Ghost is important. If you pray in the Holy Ghost, it's extremely important. Praying the word is important. But Jesus became a prayer. Being a prayer, which is obedience, is just as important. Jesus prayed in Gethsemane to become that manifestation of that prayer. Obedience is also important to the will of the Father. To become that prayer, to release His glory. Paul even said, I extend the sufferings in my body. Nobody wants to preach about that anymore, but yes, because your body goes through things to be a prayer. And sometimes you cannot even pray, but you're obedient. That's even more than just a prayer, because your body becomes a prayer. You know, being obedient to God, maybe, you know, you're, you're standing for the Lord on your job, or you're standing for your marriage, you're standing for your children, you, young guys, you're standing in the school, you're standing in the colleges, and those that stand for righteousness. You know, the Lord said to, 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 to Abraham, if I can find 10 righteous, because just finding 10 righteous means that these are people that are standing. Your prayer is not just praying, it's standing. It's obediently standing. And, and the Bible said that they that really know their God, that means like God, you know, intimacy, union, you see, agreement with God, agreement with His will. Lord, like Jesus said, nevertheless, not my will but thine be done, which means that I am in agreement. That's knowing God. I'm in agreement with your will. If you call me to stand for my family, and everybody else thinks I'm crazy, I'm going to stand for my family. If you call me to testify, I'm going to testify. If you call me to walk in love, I'm going to walk in love. If you've called me to forgive, I'm going to forgive. If you call me to let go, I'm going to let go. But if I do that, I know one thing. I'm going to know God. And God's going to show up. God's going to prove Himself. And He's going to prove Himself strong. And he's going to release miracles. 
And so maybe right now we haven't seen God because we've been half in and half out. So John the Baptist said, repent because I want to reveal my kingdom, which is my, my, my goodness and my mercy. It's the righteousness, the peace and the joy in the Holy Ghost. But it is also the power of God. And then God wants to show himself to us. But today we half in and half out. We half baked. I don't want to eat no half baked cake. I want a good cake. I'm not going to eat some flat cake. Come on, somebody. I, I want to have some good cake. I, w- I want to have some. Come on. Amen. It's got to be real fried. I, I was just out with a whole bunch of southern preachers this week, and I, w- I was with some friends on the phone, and I said to them, I said, well, glory, hallelujah. I think I've been southern fried. I'm going to be southern fried preaching right now. <laughs> anyway. The Bible said many will fall by the sword and there'll be a cleansing. I believe that many of us have experienced that cleansing. The sword has been out. Many love people we love. Many beloved ones have been tested. Many have been giving over to the temptation of the spirit of this age and the spirit of this world and the darkness that is prevalent in this time. Many have fallen. Many have failed. But I want to say to you, God still loves you. Maybe there's ones you know that are not here today because they've fallen prey to the enemy's temptations, to the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life, and the sword has been on them. But I am here to encourage you that when a righteous man or woman falls down seven times, there is a get-up season for you. God is calling you to come back to him to restore him and get back to know his ways. God is faithful, you know. Amen. I think there's been such spiritual darkness and forces at play. Some folks have just been overpowered, in all honesty, by what's around them. Uh, it, it, seriously, it's like the spirit of darkness is so strong. But, but when you fall and you get up, there is the blood of Jesus. And we don't live in that. we got to live in victory. But I'm calling you this morning to live in victory, to live as an overcomer. You know, maybe you didn't willingly sin, but you can overcome. Amen. God wants to clean your eyes to see the heavenly visions once again. God wants to clean your spirit, to, to, glory, to see His glory, to experience His love and His mercy and His presence again. See, I think today we've had many, many preaching the gospel like Simon. Simon, which is and Herod. Simon was with the goal of bitterness and Herod is about being the hero. We got a lot of heroes out there. They all want to be the heroes and we've, I call it the celebrity gospel. We're coming back to the real gospel of Jesus Christ. And I just pray, you know, the thing is these Pied Pipers that are playing their tunes can lead us straight to hell without us even knowing it. Because if we don't know God and we don't exalt Jesus, we're going to get into trouble. Amen. See, the real purpose for all of us and for men of God is to glorify the name of Jesus. And to lift Jesus up, to bring each one of you to know Jesus personally, not only as your Savior and as your Lord, but intimately on a daily basis that you could walk with Him. Paul said it this way. He said, when I die, 
I become a son of God. And we are in the preparation right now, each one of us, for the life of Jesus Christ. It is a preparation for the bride. How many want to be that bride? Pure and holy. And that is to get your clothes white. The enemy has been after, the Bible said it in Revelation, that he is the accuser of the brethren. And he wants to accuse us to the Father. He's bringing a lot of charges against us. But in the name of Jesus, there is the blood that is being applied here today. And whatever accusation is against you, whatever mistakes you've made in your marriage, mistakes you've made with your children, there is the blood here today and there's restoration. I speak it in Jesus' name. And you're going to get back on that path again. You're going to get back on that road again. And you're going to get your clothes white again. You see, the enemy has been after the inner man. He's been after your spirit man. And he's been wanting to corrupt you in your soul. But there's a healing going on as I'm speaking. As you take the word of God, there's a healing going on. God wants to cleanse your spirit man. Matthew 22:11. You can read there. The Bible, you can just go there real quick. Matthew 22:11. This is what the enemy's been after. Matthew 22, 11, I want, to, I want you to read it up there. And it speaks about a man. It just said, but when the king came to view his guest, he looked intently at a man there who had no wedding garments on. Satan has been wanting to defile the garments. In other words, naked souls. Naked souls. If you're not clothed in Christ, they who know their God shall do exploits. Satan wants to get us into the lie, and in that deception, our soul is not clothed. Hallelujah. So he said, put on Christ. We've got to put on Christ. We've got to walk in Christ. We've got to walk in the Spirit. We don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. we clothe with the Holy Ghost and power. And he said, yeah, he came to the wedding guest, but he was not clothed. It's amazing. It's a he, but it's a you know, wedding. But anyway, praise God. He was not clothed. And so he's saying, yes, maybe you've been going through the preparation, and you've been going through the testing, and you've been going through the torment, but I'm getting your inner man ready. And how do we get that? By laying our lives down. Our thoughts down. Our purpose is down, our will down. And I will close with Revelation chapter 12, and we will carry on tonight for time. Revelation chapter 12 said, They loved not their life, even unto the death. This is the key. If you really are a believer today, and you want to embrace this gospel, this word of God, you want to embrace this word, and you want to believe that it works, it works only one way. It works through the life of Jesus. Amen. They love not their life even unto the death. And uh, it's the death of self. But there's a glory. How many want that glory in this nation? And God is calling each one of you here. And, and God's given you an awesome pastor. Amen. Amen. And his wife. And this ministry is standing for, this, for righteousness in this city. And I believe for a move of God in this city. And we're going to see a move of God in this city. I'll never forget the first time I was supposed to come here. 
I didn't know where it was. And I saw the road, Hackensack, in a vision. I saw the road, Hackensack. And I, and I phoned them. I said, I see Hackensack. What's Hackensack? Well, there it was. This was Hackensack. I didn't know what Hackensack was. Amen. The first time I came here, there's something that God wants to do here because that's why you got back to this building. So it's not just Adam and Norn. It's part of the whole group of you all. Amen. I'm doing some Southern there. And so how are we going to do it? We have to choose the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. The, 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 the God of this world, the spirit of this world, wants to lead us out of God's way. He said we go through one way. He said, I'm the door. You've got to go through the door. And that's through the life of Jesus. Jesus stands at the door and he knocks. He said, if any man... I embrace, I embrace the will of Jesus. Maybe you've been struggling. You know, not my will, but thine be done. Maybe you've been struggling in your personal life. You've had a divided heart. The Bible said, uh, uh, unstable, you know, uh, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Maybe the emotions, the rejection, maybe the fear, maybe the anxiety, maybe the torment of your past, feelings of your past, family, familiar situations. Maybe you've been falling down and you've failed or... You've, you've opened the door to the enemy or the occult or just whatever it may be in your life. And maybe the rejection or the, uh, the, the, the vivid dreams that you may have. And, but I, I want to tell you that there's a new way and a better way. And his name is Jesus. And he said, if you, if you know me, see, he wants to know you, but you've got to open the door. He said, if any man, he says, I come, I'm knocking on the door. He said, I will come in and I will sup with them. I will eat with them. I will fellowship with them. He wants to fellowship with you. He wants intimacy with you. He wants to clothe you. Maybe you're backslidden. Maybe you just got tired and weary in you. If everybody would just stand up right now. Tired and weary in your walk with God, believing God. Maybe you've heard it before. Maybe you've heard it a thousand times before and you just say, God, I feel like it's just another message. Well, this is not just another message. This is a calling to each one of us to say, yes, Lord, I'm going to activate my faith once again. I'm going to charge my inner man once again. And I'm going to believe that God is the God of the impossible. And I believe that God is going to show up and do miracles in my life and for my family and for my generation. And he said again with Abraham, he said, if there's just 10 righteous... I will turn. The generation of Jonah in Nineveh turned their lives and they focus on God. So he's calling. Yes, there may not be many this morning, but there's enough people here to turn a nation around. If you would just believe God's word. Hallelujah. Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I turn my focus heavenward. I turn my focus to the I am. Before you formed me, in my mother's womb, you knew me. I step into that identity of who I am in you. I reject the devil's lies of rejection. I reject the devil's lies of rebellion. I reject the devil's deceptions and I refuse the lie 
and I know I choose to know the Lord. I want to know you. I open my heart to you afresh. This day, Holy Spirit, fill me with your glory. Fill me with your power. Fill me with your presence. And drive out everything that's not of you. I turn from my wicked ways. I humble myself. I seek your face. And I thank you for face-to-face encounters in my life. Cleanse me now. Cleanse my garment. Wash it with your blood. Every accusation of the dragon. Every accusation against me in my mind, in my subconscious mind, where I failed, where I've fallen, wash it with your blood right now. I overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of the testimony of Jesus Christ. I'm clothed with Christ. I have the mind of Christ. And Lord, thank you that you're going to do great things and exploits through me as I am led by your spirit for this generation. I'm in harmony with heaven. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. And we'll have some more tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus.